satire is as ancient as consciousness. It's an artist's method of bringing down the powers of social madness. A satirist weaves the transmutation of the madness into the poetic, scorned, scoffed at, and misunderstood. Artistic satire may be the only refuge we have left when the tyranny comes. Episode number four, with the prolific painter of social satire, Dave McDowell. Testing one two. I'm in an outdoor cafe. Fine. I'm not sure street I'm on, but somewhere in Los Angeles. <laughs> That's fine. It's yeah. a car. You hear cars go by and everything. That kind of makes it street, you know? Yeah, it gives it like a. We're cool. Yeah, it gives a whole like a raw feeling to it. Just water. Yeah, cafe. it's perfect, perfect. Man. It's not. Yeah, it's not planned, rehearsed, or whatever. So I guess let's just rock it, man. I appreciate you inviting me on, man. I'm a fan of the show. Ah, that's great. Yeah, blast actually, it, shit. yeah, blast it, blast it throughout the universe. Let it fly and be free, man. We don't need psilocybin at the moment to do that. I think we <laughs> can just do it every now. That's up to the audience, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I've actually been a fan of yours for a long time. Um, I don't even know. I just saw you online uh, and just became a fan. So yeah, I'm totally excited that you you actually accepted to come on. Um, so. You actually, you're you're you just moved out to LA, right? Uh, yeah, about like forty days ago. It's been nothing but a roller coaster of smiles and cries and happiness and just like a total like, culture shock, adapting to everything and just all different ways of things to go about. I mean, just being an artist and thrown into this, you know, creative environment where everybody is doing something to follow the blister. It's like, wow, anything is achievable here. Do you want to do a cartoon? Well, I just met a dude who knows how to make a cartoon. Do you know, did you ever have a passion for writing? Well, I just met four writers in the past five minutes. Did you ever want to produce? Did you ever want to work beyond this? No, man, there's just so many tools accessible to anybody to make their dreams come true here, I guess. And you can do it anywhere. But, like, here's the spot where you're actually, like, shoulder to shoulder with it, where... You know, like they say, it's all who you know. Well, you already know them. You just met them, and there's more to know. So you can get as deep into it as you want. You know what I mean? It's just like dream big, but just keep dreaming bigger because you're going to meet those dreams like as fast as you want, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You are definitely in the right place for art. There are tons of great artists out in LA. It seems like there's like this, this really burgeoning culture of art, and man, it's a, it's a good move to be out there. Yeah, I think so. I mean, when I came out, I, like, established myself in Virginia. So, yeah, just a rock star. When I started out, they're like, hey, you want to do this? This is back in, like, 2000, late 2006. It's okay. Like, hey, you want this from Sphinx Face Gallery? They're like, do you want a show? And I'm like, hell yeah, man. I don't really know what I'm doing. I only have, like, a couple paintings under my belt, like, still learning. And they're like, okay, here's where you got to make yourself a little rock star, and then we're going to start selling yourself if it's okay, maybe like March 2008, and then we'll give you a show in 2009. Can you do it? And I'm like, yeah. Just say yes to everything in my say No, Derek. Just say yes to every opportunity that comes at you. Unless it's like, you want to be in German porn, fucking sausage. If that was in your dream, don't do that shit. Say no to that. Yeah. <laughs> you know. That will come back to haunt you. <laughs> you don't want to remember yeah, the yeah. German porn. Uh, later on in your life, and that being your legacy. Right. But, um, yeah, man, I did that, and that's how that started. And um, it was just saying, yes, man, do that. You know, and so I did that. I was in Virginia at the time, and it was just like, all right, and push yourself out there as best that you can and try to get in every gallery that you can that you feel the vibe with where they're going to give you a good mix. And just a lot of rejection letters and all that, you know, and then... Um, 
No, maybe I have. I mean, everything is like the art world, man. If you're doing like things or just trying, even if you do like 10%, you get 100% out of it, man. If anything, it's just going to be on the experience. And if you're just like are cool about everything, you don't judge anything or just look, approach everything with honesty and open heart, you can do no wrong. It's just... It's, People at, at first it was like I have to keep trying. Oh my god, nothing, nothing, nothing. Oh my god, something. And then like every three months it was something, and then every month it was something, and then every you get addicted to it. Yeah, it's like every week there's something, and then a week goes by, you're like shit. Oh my god, I'm not relevant anymore. Where is this <laughs> shit? Why are you? Why isn't this falling from the sky? I, you know. It's just like being blessed with it. If you're in the right place at the right time and you're producing good shit or you're producing shit that, you know, comes from art, people pick up on it, man. You know what I mean? And it may take forever. Like, you can't say, I'm going to do this in three years or whatever. But no, I was it in three years. And then it's like, fuck, what do I do now? You know what I mean? Like, oh, so it's time to dream bigger, man back and think like, okay, I achieved this and I'm definitely not the same person I was three years ago. So, yeah. you know, what do you want to do? If you're going to spend time on something, like if something that's going to consume every part of you, you better make kind of a smart choice like, or a commitment to it, you know what I yes. mean? Or else, you know, you're not doing what comes natural. You know, you're in a natural thing. So, Absolutely. I've been really lucky, dude. I've been really lucky to just I mean, I'm not like a bunch of a self-appreciating idiot, but I know to surround myself with people who are way smarter than myself. You know what I mean? Yeah, but you're tapping and, into a vibe right now. You're tapping in because there's a lot of people. Like your art is one of those things that kind of expose the ridiculousness of culture, media, consumerism, all that stuff. And a lot of people are just becoming very, very aware and sick of it in a way. And you're tap, you're, you're like riding a wave of awareness. And uh, I think that's why you've blown up. And you you did the right thing at the right time. No, that's the way to do it. I mean, it was definitely a marketing decision when I fucking started out because I wasn't just going to do whatever I wanted to do or express whatever the deepest part of my peripheral spiritual big no, man. <laughs> this is like business, dude. So it's like, yes, I'm going to get my groove on. I'm going to learn from this. I'm going to paint, which I fucking love to paint, dude. The bottom line is I love to paint. I love I love colors. I love the zone of being in the painting and all that. That's the only reason I'm doing this. But it comes to the real world where it's business and, uh, you know, art is money, dude. You know what I mean? So a lot of people, art is money. I mean, you can't just have a hippie mentality like, yo, why are you down in my buzz, yo? Or, you know, (laughs) no, man, this is reality. It's awesome if you could sell the shit, too. I mean, you can't just say, I mean, every artist is just about starving, and we know the ones who aren't. And they're still, like, they're not physically starving, but they're still empty, you know, and that's what makes them artists. So if you're going to start, if you're going to be empty, and if you want to live that life, it's a life, it's a commitment style, you know, to do that, to, like, sit in front of an easel for, like, 12 hours a day, dude, have no life, maybe get your freak on once in a while or take care of your business here and there, but... No, it's an all-consuming thing, you know, and that's, I don't know, man, it's like, you're doing, I can do what I can do and look at other artists and see what they're doing, but you can't diss, and you can't, all you could do is just, like, learn from them and have nothing but fucking admiration because they're trying, you know, I mean, they're, they're, they're suffering too, you know? Absolutely, I think it's better if you just enjoy other people's work. Too many people do hate on other people's work. They get a jealousy streak and they want to pick it apart and find the negatives, but there's, yeah. there's too much good stuff going on out there. You know, it's, it's no, better for everybody to just appreciate everybody else's work in some way, you know, give or take, you know, some probably. Hey, dude, we're all like, everybody's got like, it's a, we're all kids, man. We never grow out of our shit. Just share your toys, man. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. like, it's like a kindergarten shit. No, share your toys. Don't steal toys from other people. Don't shit on other people's toys. Respect their space, you know, respect their boundaries. And if you've got a fucking bowl of candy and someone's looking at you drooling, share your fucking candy, dude. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just like, no, share the wealth. And that's like kind of the best business model you can have. 
if you're getting all these, like, let's say, blessed and friggin' cupcakes falling from the sky, share that shit, man. You were put in that position not to just, like, consume every fucking thing that came to you. You're doing it for a reason and be happening for a reason to help the brokenhearted or help the brother next to you. You know what I mean? I know, I know I'm like a rocket shooting up. Come with me, dude. I can't do this alone. I don't want to do this alone, you know? So come with me. And a lot of people are like, I can't. I can't. <laughs> you know, you can do everything for somebody, and they don't know how to fucking do it. You can help them in every single way, but they don't know. You can hand them the tools. They got to do it themselves, you know? Yeah. But uh, it's just like an office, Dad. You're big haters. You know, who you're working with in the office. You're going to suck out to your pets. And you're going to get the people that you drink with after work. You know yeah. what I mean? And you just tend to gravitate toward people of your like, you know? And uh, I just try to be with everybody, you know what I mean? I mean, the way that you got to look at it is like they may need you someday. you got to look at everybody as a friend. Even if they don't even care whatsoever about you, someday they may need something. Not that I need nothing from them because I could do this shit myself. I'm just worried. You know what I mean? But leave yourself open to everything because life could turn on a dime. You know what I mean? It's all about spreading the happiness too. It's like, it's like driving. How many times do people cut you off? How many people, like they don't let you into certain areas where you need to get into? Be that person that lets you into the next lane. You see how crowded it is? Be nice and share it. Because you know one day that's going to come back to get you. You're going to be in that position. Please, somebody let me in that lane. (laughs) They don't. So you just spread it. Yeah, I, hope it I hope it just spreads like a, you know, like a virus. Dude, we're all going in the same direction. You yeah. may not be in the same damn car or whatever, but we're all going to the same place. And we're all on the same road. Nothing's ahead of each other. Yeah, dude, there's 100 people ahead of me, but there's like 1,000 people behind me. So, no, we're all going, man. And if someone's broken down on the side of the road, stop, dude. Help them yeah, out, man. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? I mean, if you could live with that philosophy, your ass is covered, man. There's nothing to be scared of. There's no monsters that to come get you, and you got to just keep rushing toward whatever you're doing and all that, you know. Everyone's stuck in their space or whatever. It's just, I don't know. I wish that there were more people who would have helped me I was starting. Like, I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. And I wish I had, like, a teacher to stand and be like, this is this is exactly what you're doing, and you need to switch this, or I, you know, a mentor type thing. I've gone to people like, oh my god, you're so fucking awesome. Can you tell me what you're looking at because I don't know what I'm looking at, and no one's helped. I was like, dude, it's fucking awesome. Just keep going. <laughs> and it's like, thanks, thanks for the help. You know what I mean? No, man, you're not. You can't rely on other people. It's great to get feedback, man. I mean, it's like fuel to get you going in your dark points or you're exposing yourself. You're putting your, all your inner being out onto that canvas. It's good to get validation, man. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, keep going. I know you're drowning in this fucking piece. You know what I mean? Oh, you don't need to drown, dude. We're watching. Everything is cool. You can do it. You can do it. That's who you remember when you're coming up or whatever. Are the people that take the fucking time to step aside. You know what I mean? Yeah, and you're you're a self taught artist, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I don't know when I started out, it was just like um, a buddy of mine sent me like a big box of paints because I didn't have any money. And he's like, "Dude, you could do because I could always draw," you know. Mm-hmm. And in that box was like a small script brush. It was the only brush that they had sent. And so it was like, that's how I started, man, just with a small, and I've been using that, really? not the same brush, yeah, but the same size brush. And, like, they sent me fucked up colors, like, just, like, purple, red, you know, not no blacks, um, you know what I mean? Just, okay. like, off the fucking colors, and that's how I learned my palette, by what they had sent me in that box. I learned how to mix the black by mixing tallow blue with cadmium red, too. And then I never used, like, a real yellow. I always used, like, an Indian orangish, brownish yellow. Okay. And yeah, I yeah. don't know, man. I, I just always felt, I don't know, like a friend of mine's like, dude, when I walk into a gallery full of all these, you know, paintings, I could see your shit from across the room. I know exactly yes. that's a Dave McDowell or whatever. Yeah. Because it's always, you know, the purple as a black. 
in the red as a super bright or like super bright primary colors. So it's like, hey, man, you can say whatever you want about the subject matter, but as long as it's technically done right, you can get away with anything. Yes. And do, you know what I mean? As long as the picture is painted good, you can say whatever you want to say, dude, and get away with it, you know? Yes, yes, and you do. And that's what's great about it. Your painting just spans so many different things. And that's a, it's such like a perfect artistic satire, too, because you don't just like punch people in the face with reality. You're kind of like giving it to them with these cartoon figures that we're all familiar with and we kind of love. Right. And it's, it softens that blow of what, of what like the undertones of your painting are really saying. I think it's, right. it's a fantastic idea. It's not that in your face, dude. I mean, you can walk by and say, hey, look, Captain Crunch. But if you really, it's for the people who are really looking at it, then the fucking message is there that they can get it or not. You know what I mean? I'm not beating people over the head or standing on the soapbox saying, abortion is bad. And, you know, the church, the Catholic church, you know what I mean? I'm not political. I let, you know, like alcoholism and drugs and uh, it's just too much sex. And no, man, I'll paint that shit, but I'm not judging it. You know what I mean? That I'm just bringing up issues that are part of us. We've been there, dude. We've been sex addicts. We've been alcoholics. We smoked way too much weed before we went into fucking science class or whatever. We've all been that kid. You know what I mean? We've been that kid. That's us. We're did you like, smoke like weed before science did you did you What's smoke that? weed before science class? Hell oh, yes, <laughs> didn't everybody? All right, maybe I'm just a hypocrite speaking no, for myself. I actually didn't start smoking weed until after high school. I was I was just a complete fuck up without any alcohol or drugs really. Uh, I wasn't like tw- I was like 21 when I first started smoking weed because I lived with a pothead. Right. No, everybody's got their thing, dude. I think that you know. I was just saying this to someone today. Like everybody's got an emptiness in their heart. You know what I mean? Everybody's got an emptiness, and it depends on what you fill it with. Drugs, alcohol, way too much sex, fucking whatever you decide to, like, fill that emptiness inside of you with, you know? And um, I don't know, man. I mean, you could fill it. Listen, you could be, like, fucking married and just in a room full of awesome people and still feel alone, you know? So... I don't know. I'm lucky, man. I mean, I've done just about every fucking thing there is to do and crammed a bunch of just shit of ups and downs into my life. And I'm really lucky that I have my talent. My talent has saved my fucking life, dude. You know what I mean? I've been on like the work. I mean, everybody's had tragedy in their lives and all that, but I just always had my talent to fucking like, at least it was something. It got me out of bed in the morning. It got me, like, kept me on a track from fucking jumping off that cliff. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, I completely Yeah, and it that. saved my life. Yes. You know? And, um, I don't know. There's a lot of people who just started, like, living really happy, friggin' lives and doing what they're doing and they're avoiding shit. But I think, you know, like, as an artist or a creative or as someone who admires that, they know that just what we see, not what you get is life. You know what I mean? You really got to get down and dirty and messy if you're living life right. And if you're not, then shit on you, man. I mean, I know a lot of artists that are fucking perfect. They're perfect people. They have perfect sex. They have perfect babies. They take perfectly technical fucking pictures, but there's no fucking heart. There's no soul. They're not fighting for their right to party. I don't know who the fuck they are. They're robot people, you know? You know what I mean, or something. You know, they're happy, but it's like I'm not rolling with you. You know, they can't relate to it. You know, it's very hard. It's for their type of people. You know what I mean? I admire that. They're niche, and they, you know, like to get like. You know, it's very hard to relate to people that haven't had like major flaws in their life or, or look at you weird when you say something that may be out of the, the normal or, or the ordinary. And you're like, what? I don't trust you. I don't, I don't trust that you're, that you just think everything is so perfect. Your life was so perfect. How did you, how did that happen? I, I relate so much easier to the people that had those, those checkered paths, you know, because it makes a character right. stronger and in, in, in it's something about like, uh, as a deeper understanding of human nature when you go through a certain th- certain things, and some people do miss that. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's got their walks, man, and no one's friggin' perfect. 
You know, that's a major thing in life. Everybody's trying to be perfect, and you go to school, and then you go to college, and then you get married, and you get your little fucking Barbie machine, and you do everything that your mom or dad trying to live, trying to be them, or trying to live according to good when it's still trying to be selfish and an individual and all that shit. No, you didn't have to do that. You know, we didn't have to do that, but we didn't have a friggin' choice. Now, if it was my choice looking back, I wouldn't have went to school. I hated school, you know, <laughs> because there was pretty girls there. And, you know, looking back, all I remember is, like, girls with hot asses and getting high on the path <laughs> full. So all my friends were there. And just all the shit that I do now. You know what I mean? But I don't have to go to school. You know? I mean, dude, it's great, it's great really blessed if you could find a talent or something that you're doing something that you love. Even if it's like cleaning up for shit or fucking, I don't know, anything, man. As long as you find, if you can find your in life and like have a mental capacity where you're not going to go over the edge too much, where something's going to rain you back, I'd say fucking go for it, dude. Hit the, hit the fucking gas to 180 miles an hour if you have to. You know what I mean? Yeah. You only have one life. Live it to the fucking fullest, you know? That's great advice. There was, I watched the Ice-T Ice video. He basically said that you have to have a fuck it principle. You have to have those moments in your life where you're like, fuck it, I'm doing this. You know, I'm doing right. something that right. you shouldn't do because you're jeopardizing your, your, com- your comfortable uh, environment that you're in right now. Your doing zone. That. Yeah, your comfort zones. No, it's a beautiful thing, man. I admire that shit. You know, if people admire that shit in music, especially people who are stuck in their comfort zone, like, I wish I could be that, man. I wish I could fucking burn down the house and scream, yeah! Or just fucking <laughs> be themselves for two minutes. But no, they're conditioned and they're scared. And nobody changes. Like, everybody, like, once you're born, you're pretty much who you are until you die. And the only time people change in life is, like, if there's a death or a disease or um, a divorce or something where you're really forced to fuck it. Everything is stripped away from you. And it's like, am I going to go on? Yes, I'm, I, I still woke up, so I'm still alive. So let's make this shit right where this doesn't happen again, and I'm free to do whatever the fuck I want to do. You don't have those boundaries or anything around you, only the boundaries that you put on yourself. You know, I do. Yeah, that's that's really. I, I do want to ask. Uh, going back, what what age did you actually get those paints? What, when did you? When did your friend actually send those to you? Well, I, like I painted a little in high. Like everything I learned kind of was in high school, but I didn't learn it. It was just like it kind of came natural. Like my mom was always like, hey, "Do whatever you want." You know what I mean? There was no um, clause or restraints or boundaries on me. It's like, you can do whatever you want, which is kind of weird because people do need discipline in life. I mean, I kind of wish I had more discipline to guide me as to what, you know, but Mm -hmm. it's all meant to be that way. So, no, man, art school. It's like, today is our assignment is to paint with these watercolors, blah, blah, blah. And I knew I could do it. And the kids were like, oh, cool. And I won, like, poster contests and stuff. The shit was, like, really amateurish high school shit mm-hmm. or whatever. But it was just, like, you know, teachers would be like, oh, you took a duck to water like that shit. And they'd just be like, yeah, man, that's cool. You know, and it, it kind of makes you, like, an individual. It's like, wow, this person has talent. You know what I mean? But I never got up on, like, oh, you like me because I could do this or whatever. I just never looked at it like an ego thing or took it too seriously. So I just went and got like a real job and did that for a long time. What was the and job? And in a hotel, like a oh. hotel administration, dude, at like Holiday Inn, Crown Plaza, you know what I mean? Hospitality industry, making like really good money. And then I got married and had a beat and he was coming and it was just like, let's move, dude. I'm just sick of it. I feel changes coming. My grandmother was dying at the time. We were really fucking close and it was like... Shit is coming. Shit is changing here. Your life is about to change forever. And do you want to just stay in this fucking birdcage or should we do something? So we moved. We moved to fucking Virginia. And when I got there, I'm like, I'm going to be an artist, man. You know what I mean? I don't want to be a fucking boss anymore. I'm sick of being hated. I'm sick of being the dickhead that I've hated when I was grow- growing up right, with the suit and tie and all that shit. Yeah, yeah. So cash in the fucking chips, and I'm like, I'm going to be an artist, man. And you know what, man? When I said that to myself, I don't talk shit. I do it. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like, 
If you ain't got nothing nice to say, don't say it type shit. Well, if you ain't going to do what the fuck you're saying, don't say it. Do yeah. it. So I just thought to myself, man, just do it. And, and, and like when I made that decision in my head, just like something, I can't explain it. I don't know what it means. But I remember, like, you know, the flash of, like, sitting in the passenger seat. My wife was driving, and I'm like, I'm going to do this. And, like, you could call it a fire in your belly. You can call it um, just, like, a fucking passion that fucking grew in my, like, spirit. Like, you are going to fucking do this. And, you know, I don't know where it's going. I'm just fucking going. And, you know, you don't even see the destination, but you're in, you're behind the wheel of that fucking car, and you're just hitting the fucking gas pedal, and you're going and going and going, and you don't... And once the ball starts rolling, dude, you can't stop. It's just like, oh, just keep it up. You know, I've had people like, yeah, dude, why are you doing this? You only made, like, this amount of money last year. And I'm like, why don't you just stop? And I'm like, look at them, like, who the fuck? Are, what? Are you kidding me? I mean, the bottom, the basic response in a really nice Anglo-Saxon way is, you can't stop me. This shit is never going to stop. This fire <laughs> is never going to fucking stop. That's you know, it, there's just no fucking way. You know, but you got to respect the fire, and sometimes you get burned if you get too fucking close to it or whatever, or you disrespect it, or I don't know. But it's there, you know, and um, it's like no matter what happens, I'm I'm safe. You know what I mean? I got that. I, you know, and I'm going in that direction. And like I said, I don't want to go to it myself, man. I know a lot of artists and a lot of people just doing their thing in life, like kind of slowing down or not improving on their shit or just keep putting out the same fucking painting every year and resting their laurels on that shit. And I just believe, like, that can't be all to life, man. That If you're just seeing life in that same fucking picture that defines your career... I'm so sad, man. You know what I mean? I, I wish you could break out of that comfort zone. I wish you could live. You know what I mean? It's like a fucking rotting corpse in the room, dude. You're painting the same fucking rotting corpse. You're beating the same horse, you know? And then sometimes, like with artists, they do that shit. And then all of a sudden, like, hey, I got this shit. Boom. It's like, oh, my God. You did it. You finally fucking did it. You broke out of your comfort zone. You've become, it's like a parent thing. You're so fucking proud. You know what I mean? Wow. Yeah. That's, I don't know. Great, yeah. that's perfect, man. That's perfect. Were you discovered online by doing all of those paintings of movie stars and these satirical type of, of uh, situations and so forth? Or were you showing in galleries before you were recognized online? The whole thing, um, when I started it, it was like the main idea in my head was like, I mean, this was like 2006, late 2006, uh, maybe mid-2007, it was like teen celebrities do it. You know what I mean? Because even if it doesn't get into a gallery or, you know, start selling through there, people want that shit. People want some, a recognizable face. You know what I mean? If you're in the kiss... You know what I mean? It's like a marketing crew. Paint Jaws, man, because I know there's about 4 million, billion people in this world that love the movie Jaws. At least, you know, you got that backup or whatever. And at least maybe they could put it in, <laughs> since I didn't have schooling or no Photoshop or anything, and that was the way that our ads and fucking magazines and everything was the way to go. If you could paint it traditionally and fucking, you know, even if it's things don't go good in galleries, you could always put it in magazines. You know what I mean? Or parlay a career into album covers or, you know, a printed medium or whatever, you know? And then, um, and then, you know, as you see, there's no more fucking magazines anymore. So, like, it's pretty cool that, you know, my shit caught on in galleries, I guess. But, no, man, and, you know, that's why I did that, man. It was kind of like a, cho- a personal choice. And now it's like that shit has blown up a lot. There's, like, Gallery 88 and just, like, pop culture galleries that deal exclusively with celebrity culture and shit like that. I, you know, and it's like, I don't want to second guess myself. So I always like threw in the political shit inside or deeper meaning of shit inside, you know, into the paintings and just use the celebrity as the everyman that was or the character in the story trying to push my fucking agenda or push the joke. You know what I mean? It wasn't just a Jack Nicholson painting. It was a, a statement on fucking race relations or shit like that, you know? So, yeah, so, yeah, there's a lot of people being celebrities these days, but there's nothing to it but just the fucking celebrities. And that's cool. 
you know. You're the only celebrity painter I actually really admire and like. I mean, there's not, I can't think of any other one that I'm like, that guy is great. I really am really entertained right. by it. Yours that just have this energy and entertainment to it that, are, you know, I don't know anybody else that's yeah. doing it. Thanks, man. I know a lot of people that are doing it and doing it really fucking great. But it, what scares me is that that's what they're doing and that's their niche and that's what's paying their bills and they can't or are afraid to break out of that or be that. So, no, man, I always did the statement shit, too, in order to be like, eventually we're going to get to a point where it's not going to be celebrities. It's going to be whatever, man. Like, um, you know, I just had a show, man. It was kind of like, let's break out of the celebrity shit and kind of, and make it like a children's storybook for adults. Have a narrative because yeah, just have it be a narrative and have it tell a story on like our cultural nightmare and shit that I wanted to talk about, you know, just like the opposite of society and the fucking the haves and the have nots and people who are just like empty and trying to fill their hearts with like religion or politics and all that shit. You know, I mean, if that's the way that's going, that would be pretty awesome. You know what I mean? So, yeah, man, always trying to, like, break out of that box and not be told that this guy's a celebrity painter or this guy's a... People don't even know how to fucking categorize it at this point. I mean, they need to. You walk into a record store, you got country, rock, jazz, blues, you know, so what am I? Am I a pop culture uh, satirist? Am I, you know, I don't even know. I guess they'll put labels on it to make it easier to find me or to put me in a category. I don't know. I don't really know. Yeah. Yeah. As long as the shit's good, you know, I don't know. I wouldn't worry about categorizing it. I mean, the Project Mayhem show, really, I was going to bring that up. Like, it was really you going in a different direction. Like, there's so much, there's so much more, uh, there's less, less, much less celebrity stuff and more poignant. Social political. Right. Yeah, I was going through. Yeah, I was going through just shit at the time. I, I, I mean, I was going through a divorce, and I was moving out of Virginia. I just had, you know, I was I had to leave, so um, I went up to New York, man, and had like a studio built on the back of my mom's property. First time I was back in New York in fucking ten years, you know, and uh, I knew the show was coming up, so I just like ordered fucking canvas and paints and the easel and a kerosene heater to keep my ass warm and an air conditioner to keep my ass cool being out there and just fucking painted dude that's what i did i just fucking painted and got everything and man it was just like like we're saying you know you're reaching darkness and you could just like stay in bed and put the fucking blankets over your head thank god i had that show coming up thank god i knew i had like four months in order to produce 20 pieces or i'd be screwed come january at that january opening you know so that's what did it man art saved my life it forced me to fucking face all this and get those feelings out onto evoke those feelings out onto the canvas I mean, I don't know. It kind of worked. It worked. It worked because it got done, and it just the reaction was just unbelievable, man. The human factor action, like, wow, this painting is sad as hell, dude. It's like, yeah, I was really sad at the time. I didn't. I mean, I look at it now. It's like, yeah, I think that's sad. It's not as bad as like when I was painting it, you know. And they're like, hell no, dude. That shit is sad as hell. So it's like it was a success. I evoke. I evoked or however you call it, all my feelings into that canvas. And it's still like conveyed in real life. It's my you know favorite what I mean to the audience. Yeah. yeah. A lot of people have said that. And I'm like, why are you out of your mind? So, I you know, so, but good. No. so good. So yeah. good. And that's a, I mean, I mean, post-divorce, that was probably the best situation. A lot of people post-divorce don't have the luxury of creativity to save them. You know, like you actually yeah. did something and now you're in LA, you're doing, you're doing what you want to do. I mean, that's, that's much better than post-divorce, getting an apartment in the same town, and and then like, oh shit, what am I going to do now? And sticking around, yeah. you know what I mean? No, I mean, you couldn't do that. I mean, I knew, like, I knew it was coming, and I was just sort of like, uh, total fucking in denial, and just like, focused on my shit anyway, and making sure everybody was happy or whatever, but then like, 
when shit's deteriorating, you know, you run out the fucking building, you know, eventually at some point, you know, if you're smart to save your life. And that's what happened. It was just like, run out the building, dude. So you, you take you with you no matter where you go. So I took all that shit with me and my heart and my belly and went up there and just like thought it was by therapy for two seconds. You know what I mean? For a mm-hmm. couple months, painted that shit. Had to get it done at a certain time that they would get it to get it framed. The gallery could get it framed. And then I sent that shit in the mail. Boom. I had to fucking face myself again. I didn't have the outlet of the art, you know? And it was like, no. <laughs> but still, no, it helps out. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like, yeah. you know, and, um, and I grew up a lot. And I, like, had to face myself. And you know what, man? The worst things of life are like, what is, what is, should have, could have. You know, if you just go by the facts and live your life honestly, honestly, I know it's a really hard thing to do to, like, take off all them clothes that you've been wearing for years that you think made you you. And it's just fucking clothes, man. You don't have to, like, build up the protection or boundaries or all the roles or hats that you wear in your life. And if you could just, like, take them off for fucking two seconds and, like, look in the mirror and realize that you're cool, you don't need that shit. If you live your life honestly, like, completely honestly, you can do no wrong, dude. People love honestly. You know what I mean? People love unconditional love. If there's no conditions on you of, like, because everybody wants something, you know. That is the, like, thing in life. Everybody needs something. You know, if you could, like, make people happy and give them, make them happy for two seconds or give them every fucking thing you got, who cares? You know? I mean, it's best just to live that philosophy in life. That way you're not holding on to shit. Because the minute you start holding on to shit, you're a prisoner of your shit. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. That's and that's one of the things too. I mean, the bad part is that a lot of people don't realize that they that they are not living a true like an honest life. You know, a lot of people are living a living a certain life that they think is reality. And they're just they kind of lost in a, in a daydream. You hear that cliche kind of say like you're walking around in a daydream. So it's. I mean, I think there's more discussion of people doing that. I think there's more people coming out and trying to trying to promote the same thing you were just saying. Um, right. So, where. Um, I was going I wanted to ask you about the the, the Project Mayhem show about the uh, Obama hype painting because I, I really like right. the painting. I'm, I actually voted for Obama twice. The first time I believed in, the second time I was like, "Fuck, I don't know what else to do. I'm gonna vote for Romney." I know, Obama. but you just gotta do it. Dude. I don't know what to do. You know what I mean? So right. that painting to me, I I completely see him as an android, and I don't really trust him at all. But I still voted for him. But, so I love that right. meeting. Was that your perception? Well, we they... don't have the choices, man. We don't have the We don't no. really vote for our president. No. They vote themselves in at this point. So the whole thing is like a joke, dude. Everything, you know, I need to be a conspiracy theorist or whatever, but we don't have any choices. We're fooled to think we do because we're consumers and Americans and made to believe that we have control over shit, but we don't, you know, and people are like build up their own identity by like, the products that they buy and, and the gum that they chew and the TV shows that they want. We didn't, we didn't construct that shit. It's all shit that it's forced down our throat. Yeah. And we think that's what makes a, our identity. You know, it's like, yeah, I voted for him twice. I vote for him again and again, but the lie is going to be per- perpetuated regardless. And shit's going to happen regardless. There are no Superman saviors in this world. I mean, America, love it or leave it. I love the whole friggin' concept, and everybody can, you know, bicker and act like they got all the answers. But, man, we need to start over, dude. If we could start over, but there's no going back. That's the tragedy, man. Shit just keeps getting worse. Yeah, I was going to say, I always think it's like this, uh, like there was a chess game going on. And a lot of these powerful players were playing this chess game. But most of America didn't realize they were playing a fucking chess game. And all of a sudden, we're in checkmate. And we're like, oh, shit. We're playing something? We're supposed to be... What? Right. You can't, we had this, like, 90s where we were, everybody was just kind of... I didn't pay attention to shit in the 90s. It's, everything seemed fine. Not until 9-11 happened. Now, what kind of woke up? Like, whoa, what the, what the fuck is happening? What is, what is going on? Why is somebody attacking me? Why is somebody attacking our country? And then it all came, right. it all came unraveling. All this truth started coming out. Like, all this awareness of, like, how fucking corrupt and manipulated our system really is. And even like that Obama was that was that thing where you just he was like my test. I was like, okay, he's a canary in the coal mine. If he changes shit, I know it's possible. If he doesn't, if he's just another one of these androids like you're painting, then I know it's all lost. Right. And he seems like another android. 
It's show business, dude. Politics yeah. is show business. They're going to prop up the best android that they can in order to do it. And maybe it was it didn't used to be that way. And I'm sure the president's fucking group sincerely grew gray and fucking had kidney stones and uh, fucking a bad bowel movement. And it really tore them apart because they couldn't make a fucking change, but at least they could try. Now it's all like, it's all, there's no such thing as Democrat and Republican. the blood. It's all just some set up fucking thing in order for us to root for one team or the other. Like the Steelers versus, you know what I mean? It's an event. And that's how it's sold to us. It's a sale. It's a fucking Broadway show. It's entertainment, dude. It's not the honesty of what's really going on. And I don't, you know what? I don't think I really want to know the honesty of what's really going on. <laughs> Tell me the lie, dude. As long as I'm protected and can walk down the street and go buy my shit and I'm free and I'm not under military rule or all the rings, the shit they do in other countries, man, where people are just under fucking a dictatorship or... Enough. I think I'm we are, man. I mean, we we are free, but we pay for our freedom here, regardless. You know, I mean, I don't know. I wouldn't have it any other way, man. USAO, everybody wants to come here. And then they realize, like, you got to work. You know, you've got this isn't. It's more of an ideology than anything else. You know. Yeah, absolutely. Your your depiction of Jesus in most of your paintings is probably second or right up there with the buddy Jesus of dogma. <laughs> I I right. love your I love your depiction of Jesus in your paintings. The thing with Jesus thing, man, it's like before I was doing a lot of the celebrities using celebrities as telling the story. I think like with this show, I really wanted it to be like, what if Jesus returned and just didn't fucking like it? You know what I mean? What if the second coming did happen? And he was like, oh, shit. You know, how am I going to know what happened here? How am I going to relate to these people? They're not, it's an apathetic fucking society now. No one cares about really anybody here. Nobody's going to, you know, so would it be through politics or would he just send out a massive text message to everybody all at once? Like, I'm back. <laughs> and, and, you know, and people would still fucking be like, oh, Sam. You know, it's just like, that's my thing, too. Yeah. If you read the New Testament, Jesus is pretty awesome. Jesus is like, when you get to John, especially, he is a great, right. he's like a really cool dude you'd like to hang out with. And I don't think that modern Christians would actually even go along with the, with what Jesus really was. He, I'm pretty sure, like, yeah, if Jesus came back. That's damn shame, dude, because, yeah. right, you got to relate to him. Why make that Jesus on the cross that you're supposed to feel bad and see this bloody, scary guy staring at you? I mean, if that's what gets you in touch with your spirituality, that's awesome and that's what you grew up with and that that's what you know but i don't know in the christian point of view it's like jesus is your bud dude jesus is your friend you're supposed to talk to jesus he relates to you man he knows all your problems and he's really not fucking with you at all he just wants you to come to him and then you can get whatever you want if you pray and you know what i mean it's just like make jesus more accessible but the sinful part is don't bring him down to earth like that you can't do that shit or you can't have him partaking in the sins of what he spoke against. Like, you know, if gluttony's a sin, you can't have him eating that fucking chocolate bar. That made him <laughs> human. You know what I mean? You're not supposed to do that. You can't bring your idols or your gods down to earth because that's like total disrespect and whatever. You know what, man? If people who are really down with Jesus and walk with the Holy Spirit and are feeling it and performing freaking miracles and everything awesome dude they would understand what that shit is it's no threat to any ideology you know but everybody's everybody's on ideology is based on their own you make your own reality dude if you're a catholic you're going to leave the stigmata if you're a unicorn you're going to evoke magical fucking leprechauns if you are uh you know what i mean all your miracles come through your own experience of who you are you know and it's different with every culture and every religion you know, so I don't know. I didn't think I was doing anything bad. I don't feel like, you know, there was a certain point in the show, like, man, you're going to have some fucking explaining to do here. Really? You know what I mean? It's like, damn, yeah, it's like, damn, I'm just being honest. But then you look at it with like a certain side of your brain, like, damn, I'm going to have to explain this shit. You know <laughs> what I mean? Because, yeah, because it's not your typical, you know, standpoint on things, you know? And it's like not even things that I necessarily believe or things that I necessarily follow. But it's just shit that I felt was coming from me at the time in my own honesty. 
you know, I'm not out to desecrate or put anybody down or anything or anybody's lifestyles or anything like that, you know, but we could talk about it. We, you know what I mean? If you talk about it and bring it out in the air, what the hell? You know, why perpetuate lies? I'm not cool with lies, man. Bring up, bring up shit. Let's talk about it, you know? I don't know. Break the air, man. Provoke discussion, you know? The only thing you're offending are people's modern beliefs of what of what spirituality or, or being Christian is all about. And they're, they're really stringent in a way. They're very, I don't know, it's, they should just read the, the John Testament, man. It's, he's a very, he's like a hippie in that, really. I mean, so right. I'm sure he, he'd be very easygoing. Yeah. And that's how it should be, dude. You know what I mean? Why should, you know, I'm, I'm totally against, like, any organizational group of people who are um, sharing the same vision and strict on shit of how people should live their lives. And that goes down to, it's a cult-like mentality. Those are the people that killed Jesus. Those are the people that killed Martin Luther King. Those are the people that killed John Lennon. Those are the people that, if you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing, or if you're not one of us, we're going to get your ass and kill you in front of everybody. And you know what, man? We've all been the outsider. We've all been like the geek fucking whatever or nerd we've all been that and so to pick some one person out and make them the sacrificial lamb to for your friggin agenda there's nothing worse than that dude because we've all been that person you know what i mean we've all been isolated and we've all like walked alone you know so uh yeah that's what scares me about like any antiquated group of people like academia the school system dude They'll make you oh, win sale, try sale. You know, it's like sale. No, man, there is no such thing as sale. Sale is a good thing, man. You've got to keep failing in order to fucking get it right, you know? But no, man, they should. Same with like the medical um, establishment. They are like a cult like vibe unto themselves, and it's all based on money. And the same with like the church. A lot of it is just based on what it didn't turn. It used to be, give me your broken hearted or give me your sick or broken, man. I'm going to take care of you. Now it's like, you can't walk in the door without a fucking credit card in any of these establishments. What happened, dude? Why is there no closed door possible uh, policy now? You know what I mean? No, man. What happened? What went wrong? Money, dude. Yes. Greed. Yeah. All that shit. You know? It starts separating people. Everybody's judging each other. Like, I used to live in, in the New England area, around Boston and so forth. The reason I, I love Boston, I think it's a great city, but the vibe there is super competitive in the, in, in the idea of financial uh, status, you know? So one of the first questions they asked are basically, where do you go to school? Like, what do you do for a living? And the reason they're asking you those things is because they want to find out where you rank on the social ladder compared to them. Am I above you? Am I below you? Where am I at? And you get that feeling. Right. And it's very – and I moved to Denver recently, and Denver is – so laid back and so great and that's what i've been looking for is a culture that you don't get those questions people do just talk to you and want to know you for this face value time right here like what what are you all about right now i'm not like worried about what your bank account is like i'm not worried about what kind of car you drive it's a simpler easier kind of mentality where you get to have a more honest uh discussion with people and not feel like everything's a a challenge in a in a, a a competition in ways right yeah, that's the main, like, yeah, totally, I totally, like, that is a passion for me, dude. It's nothing worse than the people who shut, I've been shut out, dude, and I would never do this to anybody because I know that feeling. Other people would, they will get, they will chop you up and leave you on the sidewalk and fucking walk right over you as huge human garbage, dude. I mean, there's people of that mentality, that packing order, food chain mentality. I see that in my business. I see you can look at it anywhere. Walk into anywhere, any establishment, man. Any, like, group, anywhere where there's a group of people supposedly like-minded, no, there needs to be a boss. There needs to be, you know, a secretary. There needs to be, everybody has to have a fucking role or something, you know? Mm-hmm. No, I'm not feeling it, dude. But if you want to gamble in a game, you can't play. You can be president. You gotta fucking they go through all that shit in order to get up there. I mean, the most qualified people really into the roles that they're searching only because they know how to fucking bullshit their way up there or know <laughs> the right people and all that. You know what I mean? So yes. if that's what their game is, if they want to be competitive, hey, I'm a competitive too, dude. I mean, when I was a kid, 
my mom would like play checkers with me and win every time, dude. You know what I mean? She'd rub it in. Boom. I beat it. I beat it. And you could just keep doing that to a kid so many times until it's like, damn, either I mastered checkers to get my mom tasked or I'm going to be beaten. You know, and so, so I did. Like later in life, I learned fucking, I mastered fucking checkers, dude. But you know what, man? You know the best person to be in life? Let the person win, dude. But if someone's like broken or like a kid, we're all kids, but no, let people win, man. It's not about the competition. It's about sharing. It's about the time you spend with someone or listening to somebody or relating to somebody. You know, life is too fucking short, man. I mean, why be lonely in some fucking, how much money do you need? in life, you know, how many, how much shit do you need in order to fucking fulfill yourself or impress your mom and dad or whoever the fuck you were supposed to be, you know, I'd rather have nothing, dude, because I've already had everything and everything doesn't really fucking matter, you know, it's more about helping your brother out in the fucking path if you can, you know, and that's, that's a great theory, that's a great theory, because it's like, it's one of those I've heard it said before. We, if you fall down, the person that helps you back up is usually the person that's fallen down before you. You know, they understand. Hell it's like, yeah! Because it, yep. so that's it's a valuable. Uh, but also, looking at your photos of the of the opening at Project Mayhem, you look like a very laid back guy. You have a a Cookie Monster sweater on, which is right. You you look like you look like you remind me of the Big Lebowski's uh, the dude. You, you remind me of the dude. Right. Okay. You know what, man? I didn't know, you know, I'm not wrapped up in, like, appearances or ego or what I'm supposed to look like or what I'm supposed to be. I just showed out in, like, Target that day. A friend of mine was buying shit for his wife. This was like, Cookie Monster, dude. And <laughs> a lot of this shit is cartoony. And maybe, you know, it might take the edge off of a lot of the shit that's in the show. You know what I mean? Because some of it is like kind of maybe scary or challenging. No, it's the dude with the fucking cookie monster shirt. There's nothing to be afraid of. There are no <laughs> monsters. Exactly. Exactly. Cookie monster is awesome, dude. He just loves cookies. If that's the threat I pose, I'm solid, dude. I'll give you more cookies. I don't care, man. So what is it like living in L.A. now? For a person that kind of doesn't like bullshit, I heard L.A. has a lot of, uh, you know, kind of fake people, people putting on a persona right. that they want people to see them as. Yeah, there's that. I think it's just because of money and they're drawn to this place because of weather. So the thing is that it's such a division of class that it's fucking five minutes away from each other. You know what I mean? Hood is right around the corner from the fuck there. We would hear what's good. You know, Jack, you could go from Jack Nicholson's house and it's in the fucking famous ghetto fucking, you know, sad situation, heartbreaking situation, known to fucking... You know, so it's like really hard to adapt to that cultural shift, man. The haves and the have-nots. It's like right there in your face, you know. And yeah, I mean, it's something to like get used to. You know, just that aspect of it, because that hurt me, dude. You know what I mean? But no, there's so much good... This place is like a fucking Disneyland in a way because it, you can get anything you want at any time, whatever you want. You know what I mean? It's a land of, you make your dreams come true, dude. You want, you know, a chocolate cake with a dead bird in it. Dude, there's places that sell the chocolate cakes with dead birds in it. <laughs> and we could go get one right now. You could be eating that within five minutes. You know? That's, yeah. So, I, no. used to, I used to live in New York City, and it was it felt like that, too. It felt like that. It felt right. good living in that area where you know... Man, there is no real limit here. Limits for yourself. Otherwise, you're fucking just like a kid in a candy store. That that, that is not good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so I guess the we're um, oh man, I don't know. I ran out you're of good. questions. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> No, All we right. don't need questioning. We don't need those stinking badges, yo. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's no limitations on this. This is going to be the best four-hour podcast that anybody has had, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess we're here. I better just go grab a pitcher of beer and stay out in this cafe for, yeah. Um, no, I think we're good. Yeah, I have no problem, man. We're good. I think we, you know, we pretty much covered everything. In closing, or I don't know how long we've been talking, but let's make a part two, yo. This is part one. We barely even scratched the surface of anything, you know. I don't know. Yeah. It's good talking, dude. It's great. You yeah, know? that's fantastic. I'm here. I, would, I would definitely like to do that. That's that's kind of what I want to build with this podcast too. Is just start 
start like a dialogue basically you just get to know artists and start a dialogue and kind of let people get into different perspectives of art because there are so many different types i mean no I, we need that we definitely need that man there's a call for it because i respect art you know as it is but once you get to know that artist or know what they've gone through you could definitely relate to it and it makes their art come to life more and you know it just brings most collectors or whatever who are buying art know the artist. They know what they're going through. They know the struggles that they're going through. They know the person just as much as the art. And the shit should go hand in hand. And a lot of artists that I know, they're like, we're successful, but they're living in this bubble. They're living in this cocoon that nobody can touch that. They're like the fucking Wizard of Oz, dude. Behind the curtain. They're not going to let anybody ape their own private life, in other words. And I respect that too, man. But, you know, I would like to hear once in a while some sort of fucking humanity or whatever or something that I can relate to, you know. But anyway, everybody's got their own story, dude. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't know, man. It's just like it plays on your mouth. It makes it emotional, you know. Once you get to know, like, who a person is or who an artist is, and awesome, you know. Exactly. And that's... That's kind of what I, I got inspired to do this by listening to comedy podcasts. Like comedians are doing this and it, and it really brought in my, I love comedy and it brought in my whole horizon of all these different comedians that won't get on like comedy central or HBO. Um, but just learning from like, Aunt, like Carrie Ann Bada that I talked to in the last one, which like talking to her, she was like really into tarot cards and all this stuff. And just hearing her talk and get into that whole side of, of her personality strengthens what how, what you see in her artwork. Oh, no, man. It's like it's, what I said about the inner office thing, man. It's like once you get to know people, some people, it's like, man, I, you already knew it, man. If they're painting, like, something that is showing you, they're showing that their lines are right there on canvas, man. And getting to know them is just like fucking icing on the cake, you know? I mean, I'm friends with, like, dark artists, light artists, any type of fucking artist that, you know, is either reached out to me or I've reached out to them, awesome, dude. I mean, the more the more that you know or the more that you, as many artists as you can find or whatever, you already know. I mean, Facebook and social media is a lot of things, too. I mean, if certain artists are just like every day posting their fucking food and the weather outside, it pisses me off. It's like, get the fucking work, yo. You're an artist, man. Life is so short, man. Get off your ass and stop fucking around on social media. You're not even thinking your shit because you ain't got no shit to think. So I don't care what you fucking mean. You know what I mean? But, uh, yeah, like, everybody's having fun with me. I don't know, man. All I know is I'm, like, working really hard at, like, pushing my shit. I mean, there's, like, so many directions to go. It's like, I love the gallery thing. I love what I'm doing with that. It took me up. It brought me to, like, where I am. But I'd love to, like, break my shit out, too, dude, into other things that I've always wanted to do. Maybe break my shit out into, like, animation, man. Do, like, a six sitcom animation thing. I'm a good writer, dude. I can write comedy. But I just never, you know, did it because I'm just... Cause of attraction shit, like what you put all your time into, you know? And maybe I'd just like to spread myself out a little bit thinner and maybe work on that and maybe work on painting some walls or something or maybe work on painting some, you know, making those dreams come tra- true, dude. You know what I mean? And you have I a don't hard, know. You were, how, how often do you paint then? What's your, what's your whole work regimen like? I haven't, like, painted it since that show, since uh, December, man, or I think it was early January, like, a week or so before I came out here, man. I think it was January 12th or some shit. And, um, no, man, coming out here was just like a culture blast. I mean, I met the woman who, uh, a friend of mine does construction for her, the woman who does the voice of Miss Puff on SpongeBob. So, you know, talk to, yeah, talk to her a little bit. And then she's like, oh, a painting fell off my wall. Can you fix it? I love this painting. You know, and I'm like, no, man, I could do that shit. You know, she knew I was kind of an artist. So I went and did that. So now I know a little bit more about art restoration or whatever, you know. And so, um, no, just like, it's weird, man. Once you're thrown into this, it's like opportunities start coming at you in just the weirdest freaking ways, man. And, uh, no, just take it, ride it, man. Ride it for what it's worth and help people out, you know? Well, you didn't have that in Virginia Beach. Like, what was the art scene like in Virginia? I mean, did you 
They're really into the art scene. I think, like, if anybody in Virginia Beach is listening, they're like, oh, shit, you know, what do I do? What do I do? And I'm like, get part of an arts alliance. Get part of an artist league. Go to galleries and find out. Because most of the time, you've got to pay for wall space there or be part of some sort of organization that, you know, you give them 40 bucks and they'll put you in shows, a couple, like, 10 shows a year or something just to get your shit out there. Do that, man. Get seen. Get shown. You know what I mean? That's how you do it. You can't just basically, I'm going to paint this show and get my spot, you know, get, you know, a gallery is going to accept me. No, man, you've got to start somewhere. So get part of a group of artists. Surround yourself with other artists, you know, even if they're not painting the same shit. Do the same thing. You're doing the same thing, man. So find yourself a group or a niche to get into and just do it, you know? I mean, that's the best way. But, um... And then start branching out. Like, I was in, I did pretty good. I got, like, some uh, best in show in Virginia Beach and all that shit. But, you know, this. listen, man, when you got, like, opportunities in other places, if you could reach out to New York or Florida or Los Angeles in order to get seen by more people or, you know, uh, kind of exploit the business aspect of this, it's supply and demand, dude. Why stay in your little shotgun shack your whole life when you can blossom into something that's going to help other people you know what i mean or to break you out of your shit so i don't know it's like this cream rises to the top or whatever man everybody's cream dude just fucking rise to the top break out of your shit get it shown man that's all you can do you're an artist get your shit out there you know try fail 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 they keep saying fail a billion times. It's awesome, dude. There's no power to it. It's fail, 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 fail. You can't fail, dude. There's no such thing, man. At least you're trying, you know? That's what I got to say. It's hard to type all that shit. I'm glad I just had to just say it. <laughs> and, and you just did that in Virginia, though. I mean, that's basically what you did in Virginia Beach. You you went there from a from a job, like being a manager, and then right. you just you told – what was it like telling your wife, like, hey, look, I'm not going to work. I'm going to do it. <laughs> right. I'm going to do it. What did she say? So the second day I was there, I went and found a fucking gallery, and then I went and saw another gallery. And I'm like, yo, who are these people you're showing here? Can I show here? And they're like, no, man, it's all like Tidewater Arts Alliance. So I went and Googled Tidewater Arts Alliance, called that shit, the guy the next day. I was like, how much does it cost to be part of Tidewater Arts Alliance? $20 a year, and we got a show coming up in Portsmouth, and, uh, you know, can you do it? And I'm like, hell yeah, I could do it. It's that easy, dude. All you got to do is, like, break out of your comfort zone and make a freaking phone call or visit a gallery. I mean, if you really want to do it, man, there's so many opportunities in life, so many doors to open. It's just like, don't struggle. People are like so like trapped in themselves where it's like uh, like the Metallica video the guy is laying in there and they're doing surgery on him and shit or whatever it's like oh my god he's stuck in himself he can't break out of himself I know how that feels man I know how it is to be stuck and you know have all these insecurities about your shit or like uh, people gonna like me and all that stuff I mean, just type people that support you, even if it's not your family. Most of the time, it might probably won't be, you know? It might be, you know, a friend or somebody to hold your hand to take you. I still need friends to hold my hand, dude. I still get, like, insecure about shit. Like, oh, is this any good or whatever, you know? But the more you just keep doing it, it just doesn't matter anymore. At least you're doing what you love, you know? Were you always like this, or just like, did you come to an epiphany one day? Was it just something that just shook you, and, and you realized this should be the way I should, I should go about life? No, I think it's like, you are who you are, dude. Everything, like, every day that you live your life is a training to learn from the next step. There's a reason that you were at the bottom, dude. You know what I mean? There's a reason that you're thrown into a terrible situation. There's a reason that you have a terrible boyfriend or girlfriend. There's a reason for that. So the, the time when the fucking good opportunities come, you know like, how not to fail it. You know how to like work with the situation. So it's like life is cool. Every situation you're in, even if it sucks or you like really fucking hate it, you kind of look around and say, man, this is only temporary. You know what I mean? Because tomorrow's another fucking day, and chances are you're going to be thrown into that exact situation 
in a right way. At least you learned your lessons from the wrong, you know? And if you didn't give in to the temptation or fucking up too much with the shit, or if you really wanted to break out of your situation, the opportunities are there, dude. You know what I mean? Just give it a second. Have a little bit of faith. Open. Keep your eyes open. Listen. Just listen to the silence, dude. And it will get you to where you need to go. Just know that there's a tomorrow, dude. Your heart will be your guide. The problem with this world is no one fucking tries. So if you just try a little, man, you're running circles or fucking around people, man. You know what I mean? It's just a weird dynamic the way shit goes, dude. Just try a little bit and you're it. Don't dream it. Be it, dude. The minute you just stop dreaming it and being it, you're it. You're the shit, you know? <laughs> yeah. That's fantastic. So you have a second job as a motivational speaker? You working on that too? Is that your other talent? Because you're you're very motivational. Oh no, dude! No way! <laughs> you should just get on a microphone and do motivational no, speaking they, for artists. No, I'd be fascinated, dude. They would shoot me like fucking President Kennedy in the motorcade. It's just like, no. Did you hear that? How many expletives he used? And no, he's not good for our children. He is speaking something that is foreign to us. That no, man. You know, you put it out there and like. If it touches somebody cool, I guess, or it's just my vibe of where I'm coming from. And usually I just keep it to myself. So we're doing an interview right now. But usually, you know, um, hopefully it does something or it's not, you know? No, it is something. Um, yeah, put it out there. Yeah. I mean, there's a, everybody's all different, dude. Everybody's on a different level. Everybody's, I don't claim to be on any level. I know I've got some skills. You know, it's like a little bit above high school skill. You know, I mean, I don't know where to put it or whatever. I know that when I'm doing it, I know that I want to get to a certain place where my skills are way better. I know there's like tons of fucking artists that are way better skilled than me. You know what I mean? That I look up to. I just got to work on my own shit. And the more you keep doing it and the more hours you put into it, you'll be in a better place with anything in life. The more time or, you know, attention that you give to something, the better at it you'll get or whatever, you know, and people change over time, you know? I mean, this is where I'm at right now. But if I could relate my creativity and parlay it into other factions of the entertainment industry or whatever, and it makes me happy and makes other people happy, awesome, dude. You know, we'll see what tomorrow brings, you know? Absolutely, man. That's great. Uh, thank you, dude. I'll be listening. And uh, yeah, man, have fun with this. It's a great, great podcast, dude. You're doing like totally the right thing and you're following your dreams and the shows are awesome so far. I'm just like honored to contribute to your thing, dude. Excellent. Same awesome. to you, man. Same to you. You, you do the right. same thing. Oh, thank you, man. Thank you.